welcome to the Crossroads Community Church Podcast. We exist to be a life-giving church in our community that helps people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and go make a difference. Here you will find weekly sermons and teachings from our Sunday services. Let's dive into this week's message. Welcome everybody, man, it's so good to have you for another podcast, and man, it's such an honor and a privilege that you're taking the time, and I am so excited about today's podcast. I think it hits what's at the root of most people. It's this one word, impossible. You know, I think there's so many things that God puts in our lives, things that dreams, hopes, things that we see in other people's lives, but sometimes we think about it and we go, man, that would be amazing, but that's impossible. And today we're going to dive into God's Word. And we're going to look at just a few areas for God to show us how he can make the impossible become possible for you and me. But there's a difference in in impossible and making it possible. And so I want you to just join with me, and I'm going to give you three qualities, three qualities that they're a part of your life. All of a sudden, you may be surprised at truly what is possible. So let's start in Luke Luke chapter 1, very simply in verse 25. And you're going to recognize this story very quickly. I think it's a story that we kind of fly through uh, because we're reading the birth of Christ and we want to get to what? The birth of Jesus, right? We want to get to the manger. We want to get to the the wise men and and we want to get to the shepherds and we want to get to the celebration. And then we don't take time to think about the the prelude, the, the, the prelude to the possible. And I believe that's a lot of times where the impossible lies. Like, a lot of times our mentality is, is it's, it's not really possible because we think it's impossible. But then when it happens, we go, wow, you know, this is possible. If you want a very real example, look around the room at some of the guys that are married. And look at their wives. Impossible. But now you look at them and you're like, wow, it is possible. Like, all the single people are like, man, there's hope for me. Like, like if that guy can marry in it, wow, like, like all things are possible, all right? So it's one of those things, are you ready? Let's join with Mary. It says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. Just to put that in simple English, Mary was engaged to Joseph. Keep reading. Of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her, this is the angel, and said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Now, I want to pause for a minute, and then we're going to jump right back into this. I love the greeting there. Like, like I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I don't know if there's ever been a time that somebody walked up to me and said, greeting, O favored one. Like, that'd be a pretty good title right there, right? But what it is, is, is that God, through this angel, is giving her a message and is letting her understand favor. The reason why I want to pause for that is I'm actually working on our first series for next year, and I'm going to talk about how to have God's favor in your life. What is God's favor? What does that look like? Is it something you earn or something that he gives? And I'm going to talk about it. In fact, you'll date yourself by what comes out of your head after I say this, all right? And so I'm going to entitle the whole series called Umbrella. Now, if in your mind you was like, Brella, 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 hey, hey, then guess what? You're younger. If you don't know what I'm talking about, hey, it's okay. Cracker Barrel's open this afternoon for lunch. 
all right? And so, but it's gonna be a great series to kick off the year, but it's really awesome how it works. And so listen, he says, greetings, oh, favor one. And listen to how Mary responds in verse 29. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said, if you have a paper Bible, underline these words. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? I write in my Bible, and I wrote beside there one simple word, impossible. How in the world is Mary, who's a virgin, going to conceive a child? That's impossible. But listen to what God's Word says. Starting in the next verse, verse 35. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Holy, the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. Again, I wrote the word impossible. Like not only is Mary's situation impossible, daunting, not able to bear, but Elizabeth, because of her age and her bearingness, guess what? Impossible. But listen to what God's word says. Also conceive a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was also called barren. And again, if you have a paper Bible, underline verse 37. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The first thing, if you're taking notes, that I want you to write that makes the impossible possible. If there's a characteristic you need to have in your life, if there's a quality you need to have in your life, listen, write down these words. You have to get in line with God's word. Like at the end of that, Mary gives you the key to what will be her being the, the mother of Jesus. Can I read it one more time to make sure you didn't miss it? It was the very last verse, verse 39. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Then listen to these words. Let it be to me according to your word. See, when we align ourselves with God's word, then all of a sudden things that seem impossible can become possible. Why? Because the scripture before that, right? Nothing is impossible for God. Now, I know that you're gonna have a lot of things that well up in you. There's a lot of things that, that may be confusing. Well, I have a faith, I have a belief, I understand what God's word's saying, I understand what you're saying. But I've prayed things, I've asked for things, I've looked for things, and those things haven't happened. So though that sounds great, how do I know that the impossible is possible because I've been waiting for a long time? Listen to me. You never know until you know. 
And then once you know, you can't unknow it. I've been remodeling the house. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. Why? Because you don't know until you know. And then once you know, you can't unknow it. Like I'm going around looking at walls going, ah, I will never not see that mark right there. Am I going to fix it? No. I'm so over this. I will either burn this house down or that mark's going like, to. But it's like once you know, you can't unknow it. But I get so enthralled because rather than, than leaning into God's word and enlightening ourselves with God's word, usually what motivates us, the characteristic that we have, is we love this word called in charge. Like, like we want to be in charge. Like I want things that are impossible to come possible because I had ability to do it. Like we all were born, right? And our parents said, you can grow up and be anything that you want to be. Yeah, maybe. Like the idea, love the determination, but the reality is, is there's some things that only God can do. You say, Mickey, prove it. Hey, guys, look around here to some of these married men. And look at their wives sitting beside them. There's some things that only God can do. That only God can orchestrate the steps. So because of that, what am I trying to explain? If you truly want to see impossible things come possible in your life, then the first question I'm gonna ask you is, where are you at in God's word? In fact, we've been doing this the whole time. Uh, start at December the 1st, and if you're a first-time guest, if it's your first time with us, you had not gotten one, they're still available at guest services. It's a simple devotional. It's, it's simple just to read a piece of God's word all through leading up to Christmas Day. I want to encourage you. It is vitally important for things to become possible in your life. It is vitally important that you get into God's word and you gain understanding so that you can align yourself with God's word. Now, the struggle with most people, it's not that we don't know God's word, we just don't think it applies to us. You say, Mickey, what do you do about that? You, you, I, I walk real close and tight and tiptoe and just tell you very carefully, that's why you're living in the impossible. And I'll talk more about that when we get to January. But I'll give, you, I'll give you a real quick synopsis of what God's putting in my heart for 2024. Just real quick, rabbit trail. I believe there's an umbrella that's called obedience. And under that umbrella is where God's blessings flow. Now, I believe that you can be outside of that umbrella and God still sends his blessings. We call that grace. That's something that you get even though you don't deserve it. But if you will get under his umbrella of obedience, then not only is there protection, but the blessings are endless. I'm not talking about earning or working to salvation. I'm not talking about earning or working to receive blessings. I'm talking about that under the umbrella of obedience is when God says, oh man, let me, whew, I wanna make sure that you know that what you're doing is the right thing and I wanted you to keep doing that and he blesses us. I'll talk more about that in January. But that just gives you a little bit of an idea when I say umbrella. But with that being said, 
That's exactly what Mary was living. She started out as being fearful, but she says, you know what? If it aligns with your word, then let me do that. No matter what seems to be impossible, if it's what your word says, then it becomes possible. In fact, there's the next characteristic that I got is that not only do you have to align with his word, but there's another concept. If you'll join with me on the very next scripture. Continue reading in verse 39. This is Mary's reaction. So in those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. In other words, she immediately not only knew that she was gonna be with child, but she was excited because what? Elizabeth is pregnant. She didn't think Elizabeth could get pregnant. So rather than being like, woohoo, I'm having Jesus. No, 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 no. She jumped up and wanted to get to Elizabeth to celebrate with Elizabeth. There's a major concept there. Don't get so caught up in what God's doing in your life that you don't notice what God's doing in other people. You need to celebrate what God does in other people's lives. Everybody wants to testify about their life. Hey, how about you celebrate what's going on in other people's lives too? There can be just as much of a blessing and just as much of the proclaiming going out when we celebrate what's going on in other people. And the other thing is when we celebrate what's going on in other people, then we start demonstrating and replicating those things that's going on in us because we see where his blessing lies. But let me get back to God's word. Next verse. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste to the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of the Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And in verse 45, underline the first few verses. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. See, not only do you have to get in line with God's word, but you also gotta believe it. Like a lot of us, we know God's word, we just don't think it applies to us, so things become impossible. Or we know God's word, we just don't believe it. Like we've heard stories, and this is what's amazing. In fact, the two things that I wrote underneath that for me was there's encouragement in the blessings for others, but there's also, there's also a belief that God wants to do the same in us. Like, please know that a part of aligning in the believing, sometimes what God's doing in your life, this is gonna seem crazy to understand, but what he's doing in your life really isn't for you. Do you understand? Like sometimes God's doing stuff in your life and it really isn't for you. It's for the belief of somebody else that's gonna be a part of your life so that they will know and believe that Jesus is who he says he is and does what he says he does so that they'll understand who God really is. See, we get very focused and we think that like, I got five kids. Do you know what one of the, amazing, I mean, at least weekly questions that I get from my two youngest girls. Hey, Dad, who's your favorite? 
And you say, how do you answer that? I say, oh, I, it's easy. They're like, who? And I'm like, mama. <laughs> like, no, 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 don't include mom. We know mom's your favorite. But as far as the kids, like, like and then they get like, like just with the girls. <laughs> like, who's your favorite girl? Of course, those two are like a little dynamic duo, Ellie and Brian. Because they'll be like, look, we know it's not Addie. So between me and Ellie, which one is it? <laughs> In which I'm like, well, how do you know? Addie may be, like, she's the one that made me a father of a girl and changed everything. But I can't tell them that because then they're like, oh, why? Because everybody has this concept like, like I want to be the favorite. And it's funny on earth, but then we, we actually translate that into our spiritual lives, don't we? Like, we think God blesses us because it's like, God blesses me because I'm his favorite. Like, I wish he would bless you. But evidently, he don't love you as much as he loves me. Like, when he said, for God so loved the world, he actually was saying me. Like, he put you in there just as kind of like, you know, it'd be kind of weird for just one of us. And that's the way we approach things in our lives. We don't think about the fact that, that God literally has orchestrated everything. And if you want to talk about an unbelievable system that he has worked out for the whole humanity to have redemption if they choose to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, and what will be eternity, he's orchestrated all of this stuff through the spoken of his mouth. And in that process, he is working out the whole system. And sometimes he blesses people that shouldn't be blessed, you know why? Because he sees a bigger picture. And sometimes he blesses people that are under the umbrella. And then sometimes he's allowed people to get exactly what they deserve. But we start, we start questioning God. We ask questions like this. Why does Bad things happen to good people. Why does good things happen to bad people? And the reason why we ask those questions is because, because we have blinders on like horses. And all we can see is what's right in front of us. And what God's trying to say with this is, listen to me. Not only do you gotta get in line with God's word, but you gotta believe God's word. I don't wanna go too far into this because again, January's coming. But I want you to know, we can't pick and choose what part of God's word we get in line with and we believe. We can't say, whoo, man, that whole part about blessings, well, I like that one. But boy, this other part, well, I don't even want the pastor to preach about that from the stage because that's, you know, that's just, uh-uh, we ain't gonna do that. I love talking about heaven. There's no weeping and there's no gnashing and there's nothing like it's heaven and it's streets of gold and we're gonna be with Jesus forever. I love talking about heaven. You mean tell me hell's real? I won't talk about that. Like, we got to get in line with his word, and guess what? We got to believe the whole word. That's what Mary is talking about here. Not only did she get in line with the word, but she believed in the word. And Elizabeth actually spoke that over her. It said, blessed are you because of your belief in what God said he would do. So if you're taking notes, I want to ask you a simple question. Number one, if things seem impossible, 
How aligned with God's word are you right now? And secondly, and do you believe it? You say, well, Mickey, I, I haven't really seen fruit in my life that helps me believe it. Well, let me help you. Can you look around this room at the married men, please? None of those guys are his favorite because he doesn't have favorites. He wants to do for everyone what he did for the one. In fact, we have a saying in our staff. We do for the one what we wish we could do for the many. So rather than trying to question what we do, it's like, listen, we do for the one what we wish we could do for the many. So anytime we get the opportunity to do what God's called us to do, you do it. Well, what if you can't do it for everybody? That's the wrong concept. We do for the one what we wish we could do for the many. So we help out with empty stocking fund, and you guys rallied, and it was awesome. You say, but Mickey, there's still some people that need help. I know. Isn't that terrible? I hate it. But we will do what we can for everybody that we can whenever we can. You say, well, what about the ones that still need help? Pray that God will put other churches just like you and me into people's paths so that they can do the same. Why? Because we want people to believe. And we want them to believe in their word and we wanna give a demonstration that what you're believing in is true. So that's the first two. And making the impossible possible, it starts with aligning with God's word. And secondly, it starts in not only just aligning with it, but believing it. One more quick rabbit trail. I wanna say this very carefully. The difference in myself, I'm gonna talk about me, not you. The difference in myself, 30 years into ministry, the biggest difference is at 18, I didn't know God's word. So I didn't know what to believe. But 30 years later and spending time in God's word on a regular basis, I realized how small my belief was. I believe Christ for salvation but I didn't realize there was so much more that he's willing to give me. Salvation was the starting point to the relationship with Christ, not the end. If I had a pool, it'd be the diving board. Like Jesus Christ and me accepting him is me jumping off the diving board. When I hit the pool, I don't just stop swimming. Like then I get to go and just go wherever. It's like, wow. But let's keep going because of time. I want you to listen to Mary's response. Mary's response to Elizabeth's words. And it's where we get our last characteristic, which is simple, humble. Not only do you gotta be in line with God's word, not only do you gotta believe in God's word, but there's a humbleness that has to be a part of your life in order to see impossible things become possible. And I'll tell you the reason why. If you don't have a humbleness, then sometimes it doesn't happen in your life. Why? Because God knows you're gonna take all the credit for it. You're gonna start telling everybody what you did. And when God does the impossible, you know why he does it? There's two factors that motivate God. His love for you and his desire to see the glory put on himself so he could draw more people to himself. In fact, listen to what Mary says. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. 
and his mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those who humble, those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. You can write beside there if you write in your Bible the word dissatisfied. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. From this particular scripture, I believe there's two things we get that help us understand humbleness. There's two simple things that are, are gonna help you to remain humble and gain humbleness. You find them straight in these scriptures. The first one is found in verse 48. When she, I'm sorry, verse 47. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The first thing in order to, to obtain humbleness and stay in humbleness is you have to celebrate God and what he does in your life. You say, Mickey, why is that important? Because if you don't celebrate God and what he does in, his life, in your life, then you're gonna f- celebrate yourself and say, wow, look at what I did. You have to celebrate Christ in the winds. The second thing is a little bit further down. It's found in verse 50. And it says, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generations to generations. We know Proverbs 1, 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And I say this whenever I talk about the fear of the Lord. Not only do you get humbleness by celebrating God in the things that are successes, because it lets you know where the success is coming from. So it's a little me, a big him. But the other thing is when you have fear of the Lord, it's not fear like, ooh, oh, I'm scared to death. It's fear of the Lord as far as he's gonna be in his right place. See, both of these things are centered around one word that scripture says is where everything starts to fall. Solomon said, pride comes before the fall. And it's one of those things that whenever we start putting ourselves in front of everything, all of a sudden, things that are possible with God become impossible for us. See, notice that the very scripture I read earlier, it says all things are possible with God. It doesn't say all things are possible for you if you have God. The only thing it says is all things are possible for God. You say, well, how do I get the me involved in it? Here's how you get the me involved. Are you ready? In line with his word. Believe in his word and be humble where the power comes from. In fact, the greatest example I can give you, and then I'm gonna be done and close, is in Philippians. Philippians chapter two. This is Paul talking about Jesus. Starting in verse three. This sums up to me what is meant by the impossible becoming possible. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, there's that aspect of humbleness again, but in humility, Count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not look only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Again, if you take notes in your Bible, NIV translation 
will say, rather than things to be grasped, it'll say, did not use it for his own good. In other words, he didn't take the fact that he was fully God and say, boy, how can I benefit from this? Boy, I'm gonna leverage this so I can really get some stuff. He took what the authority who God was, and he said, you know what? I'm not going to leverage this for my own good. I'm going to focus on the interest of others. And then listen to how this scripture ends up. But emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. We call that Christmas. He's referring to the birth of Christ and his life on this earth. And he tells us how it ends. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And then listen to this, therefore. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, the, the key to this whole situation and everything that is Christmas is the fact that what Jesus is really wanting to explain to you is that he didn't do all this because of something that he wanted. He did all this because of something that you needed. And he wants your life to be a life that people look at and go, man, that's impossible. Man, how did that happen? That's impossible. What happened at that church? Wow, what? That's impossible. And rather than saying, well, let me tell you what we did. <laughs> well, what we did is we had these systems and structures, and we had these different staff, and we had these different dream teams, we had these different elders. No, no, let me tell you. Here, here's what made the impossible possible. The first thing we did was we lied with God's word. And we believed every dotted I and cross T from Genesis 1-1 to the end of Revelation. And we didn't turn around and pick and choose which ones we were gonna align with. We said, we're gonna align with the whole word. And not only did we align with it, but we let what was in the word believe in it. Because if God could do it for them, guess what? He can do it for us. And as he was doing it, we wanted to make sure that we didn't start acting like we had done something. Because we hadn't done anything except aligned with God's word and believed in his word. So you know what we did? We started celebrating Jesus more than we celebrated us, and we want to remain humble. How do we remain humble? Well, it's very simple. One of the things that we did was we first of all realized, we realized where it all come from. And we kept ourselves in the right place as far as fearing the Lord. It wasn't a, ooh, spooky, ooh, he's scaring me. No, we made sure he was in his right place. And you know, it's amazing, because all throughout God's word, when people did that, impossible things became possible. And we are testimony in the fact that, guess what? And when we did it, impossible things became possible. So if you're sitting there today and say, Mickey, I've been praying for something for a long time, and I just, I just think it's impossible. I got some good news for you today. All things are possible with God. Just don't give up. You see, Mickey, I'm, I'm working harder than I ever have towards it. Well, maybe we need to refocus. Work less and pray more. Try less and be more consumed with being obedient to what his word says. Love God more 
and love the people the best you can. And take notes of what God's doing in other people's lives, knowing that he wants to do the same thing in yours. In fact, our theme sums it up. For unto us a child was born, unto us a son was given. You know what the starting point of impossible things becoming possible? It's forgiveness. In fact, I, I know we're out of time, so, you know, Jonathan, you can go ahead and make your way up. That's okay. But I want to give you one more, one more thing for you just to mentally focus on to understand the, the parameters of the way that this, this works. You know, this whole thing is centered around, around humbleness, around aligning with God's word. In fact, I love the scripture where he says, did not consider something to be grass as far as being like God. You know why that's in there? You know why that's so important? Do you know what the downfall of Lucifer was? He wanted to be like God. All of a sudden, pride. And he says, you know what? I, I, I can do your job. I want to be you. Why do I have to just be over here dealing with all the music? Why do I just have to, to be over here doing these things? Like, like I can do what you do. I, let me be God. And rather than aligning with God's will, he wanted to do his own will. In fact, this shows up again when he takes the form of a servant and ends up in a garden, doesn't it? When God had given mankind everything, and it was perfect. But rather than being satisfied with everything, they only looked at the one thing that was lacking. There was a, there was a tree in the middle of the garden. He said, don't eat. And they're like, well, well, why can't we eat that? And here comes this serpent. Because the day you eat that, you will become like a God. You know what happened? When sin entered this world, also the door to impossible came in. Prior to that, all things were possible. They were perfect. And all of a sudden, for the first time, there was a new vocabulary word in Adam and Eve, and it was impossible. Well, I'd like to do something, but that's impossible. What? I wish we could have this relationship with God, but that's impossible. I wish we could go back to the garden, but that's impossible. I wish we, now that I know, if I would have known and had to do it all over again, I wouldn't have done that. I, I, I wish I could go kill that serpent. I wish I could destroy that serpent and go back the way it was beforehand because now this, now this seems impossible. And then God said, well, hang on. I'll make it possible again. I'll send my son Jesus. And through his birth in a manger and his death on a cross and then raising from the dead on the third day, through Christ, not only will you get forgiveness, but you'll get the doorway to possible. You say, Mickey, how big of a deal is that? I don't know if there's anything that motivates people more than possibility. We love the possibilities 
that could be. And today, it's a little bit different. Last two weeks, we've been giving out things. Today, I don't have anything to to physically give you when you leave today. Because I want to give you something that's, that's bigger. I want to give you a message that lets you gain possibilities. To give you hope. And to give you motivation not to quit. You say, Biggie, where is it found? Well, it's in the New Testament in Philippians, and it says this. All things are possible for those in Christ Jesus. See, today, I I just want to give you possibilities. What could this life be like? Oh, it could be so grand. You have no idea. What could my marriage be like? Oh, you have, you have no idea. Am I ever going to get married? Yes. Am I ever going to get remarried? Yes. Prove it. Look around the room with these men in there that are married. <laughs> but it's not going to happen as long as you're the one in charge. Enter the doorway of possibilities. You say, Mickey, what's that doorway? Well, Jesus literally had these I am statements. And one of them, he said, I am the door. Well, I want to take a moment and thank each and every one of you for joining us for another podcast. I truly hope today the message this podcast has inspired you, has put a pep in your step and made you realize what God's Word says and to let you know that no matter what you may think, no matter how impossible the odds may be, no matter how impossible it looks, with Jesus Christ, all things are possible. So, man, again, I want to thank you for joining us. It truly, it it makes my world to know that you spent time in God's Word with us today. If you ever want more information about Crossroads Community Church or you want to support this ministry, go to crossroadscommunitychurch.com and you can click on the Give button and get all the information you need. Until next time, be blessed. I hope you're getting ready for Christmas, and I love you.